restreamed today um, from multiple sources just to see uh, how big our audience is out there. But anyways, I wanted to do a quick news show uh, with Flamish. And for some reason, OBS took away my text, but gave it to Asa, which is okay. <laughs> uh, you know, the text thing is not perfect on these things. Anyway, um, for GQTV news, uh, we want to talk about this huge, huge buyout that Microsoft did of ZeniMax. So, um, of course, my co-host Flamish is with us. Say hi. Hello. A.K. <laughs> Gregory Goivertz is his name. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we have Asa from Game On Daily. What's going on, man? Yeah, I'm good. How's it going? Pretty good. Uh, it's pretty exciting today, man. Like, the news that broke is pretty huge, I think, for Microsoft in general. Uh, it's almost like, you know, just before we get into it, it feels like to me it's like Sony kept poking Microsoft. and kept poking Microsoft and, you know, uh, kept mocking Phil in the background um, with their acquisitions with their touting of exclusives. And finally, uh, this deal is probably in the works for a very long time, but finally Microsoft just dropped that bomb today, right before pre-orders tomorrow. And it's like, look who's talking now, Sony. We just acquired everything from ZeniMax, and it's huge. Um, so Asa, I want to go to you since you're our guest on this. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, real quick, just to reiterate, so the article I'm looking at, it's... Bethesda Game Studios, ID Software, Arcane, Machine Games, which is like Wolfenstein, Tango Gameworks, which, um... Um, you're botting, guys. Am I? Can you hear me okay, yeah. Asa? I can hear fine, yes. Okay. So, it, might, it just might be your connection, Flemish. Um, ZeniMax Online, Roundhouse Studios, Alpha Dog. It's pretty much... Those are all the studios, but that includes... IPs like Elder Scrolls, Skyrim, Doom. Um, it includes Dishonored, the Wolfenstein games. Fallout. I mean, Fallout, uh, Rune Two, Wrathbone. So I mean, this is this is pretty pretty huge. What do you think about this, man? Um, do you know it's obviously a massive massive announcement from Microsoft today, and um, really unusual that you get all of these insiders leaking information all the time, and nobody. Nobody breathed a word of this one somehow. We all just uh, came on today, and there it was, like, bang. They made this massive $7.5 acquisition of a bunch of studios with a bunch of really high-quality games. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, you've always got this, um, this kind of tension when there's money being thrown around that might potentially take some games off of other platforms and things, and uh, a mix of, of tension and celebration. And we don't actually know how this one's going to fall yet, but... Uh, yeah, big day. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think so too. Do you think that this is like Phil's way of shooting back at Sony? Do you know, I honestly, I don't think that um, that Phil Spencer is that kind of into the console war, the, the the versus Sony kind of thing. I think if Phil Spencer had a choice, Game Pass would be on PlayStation. We'd all be hugging and having a great time. Um, I don't think it is a kind of vicious acquisition from his point of view obviously they need to compete with sony they've had this issue with first party games they've got um uh kind of negative narrative about them that they needed to dispel and they needed to to get on with but uh, i don't think he's using it as ammunition so much as it's just a great thing for for xbox and pc gamers and even those playing on their phones with their game pass <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, I watched the, I think it was this, I, I want to see either CNET or CNN, I can't remember which one, but it was Phil Spencer talking to a uh, news reporter um, after all this news broke, and he actually said that Microsoft is going into next gen very bullish, um, which is a, that American term for very um, mm -hmm. buying, you know, buying stuff up, being very out Confident. there. Yeah, very confident, that's a better way to put it. So I was surprised to see him say that because, like you said, he was, he's always been the type of guy to shy away from console war nonsense or to shy away from being spiteful or using marketing tactics like, you know, other people would normally use to put down their competitors. He's always been a very fair, honest, open businessman and CEO, I think. I, I agree with you there. Mm -hmm. um, and, but now there's talk that some of this stuff could end up being exclusive to Xbox, Windows 10, and Game Pass. Do you think there's any truth to that? 
Well, it's, a, it's a, an interesting one because um, there's obviously some motivation for them to keep them exclusive. They want Game Pass to sell. They want their console to sell. They don't necessarily need console to sell more so than Game Pass, but um, they're in it to please their consumers and to make money. So, of course, there's this big chance that they could stay exclusive, but then you also have a look at what they're doing in the PC space. So in the PC space, Microsoft have their own store where they'll get their revenue. They've got Game Pass where they'll get their revenue. And they also put all of their games onto Steam. And if you think about that um, logistically, that's a very similar scenario to putting games onto other consoles. Steam is not Microsoft's platform. They get their cut as a normal third-party publisher. And all of Microsoft games from this point forwards are going straight to Steam on day one. So they're obviously not they're not vicious with the way that they're competing with other platform holders. And Phil Spencer's always been very open about um, you, you can play where you want. That's Microsoft saying that you play where you want, with who you want, without worrying about your device. And that's not simple in the console space. It's not simple at all. Um, but I don't, I don't think it's Microsoft that stop it being simple. So whether they'll have exclusives, I mean, some of these games are inevitably, if Sony won't play ball, then they're going to stay exclusive to Xbox. They're, they're Xbox Studios now, so they'll be on Xbox and PC. But I can also see things changing over the course of this generation. I can see a lot of that hostility kind of dropping as uh, as services get embraced over hardware. Do you think this will give them any leverage with Nintendo and putting Game Pass on the Switch? Do they need more leverage for that, though? So if you... <laughs> That's a really compelling proposition. So everyone with a Switch, I mean... Obviously, barring the ability to have like an adequate signal to stream a game, but Game Pass on Switch is just such a natural and obvious fit that you hope that it will happen. Um, Nintendo don't have a massive heritage with any of um, ID's games, so ID have done well with really good ports of um, of Doom and um, Elder Scrolls Skyrim this gen, but that's kind of a, a fairly young relationship, so traditionally there wasn't too much there. I don't think it's necessarily going to add add pressure on Nintendo to make it happen, but I think we all hope that it does happen. Absolutely. Uh, Flemish, um, I know that you've been staring at the camera with your smile. I can see that uh, after you were eating uh, before the show in celebration. So, I mean, what's your take on this, man? Man, I'm so excited first uh, because Game Pass, I mean, Game Pass getting more value is always better for me. Uh, because all the games that go into Game Pass I don't have to buy, so it's better for my wallet um, in the first place. But also, this is just great, like, just all these studios together in just one big group, um, like, working all together probably as well, like, um, because they can learn from one another. I'm seeing maybe Obsidian, like getting into the mix with uh, like the real Elder Scrolls or uh, maybe Fallout New Vegas 2 um, because Microsoft now owns all the IPs, basically. Um, but yeah, it's it just amazing. I never saw this happen. Um, I think there's never been such a big deal going on in, uh, in gaming until now. Uh, th this is just great overall i'm pretty much speechless speechless um about it in the first place <laughs> it's it's interesting that you mentioned those particular ips as well um and having obsidian and having bethesda and having in exile for the wasteland games they've got yes. all of these traditional like pc based but obviously over recent years that's changed but all of these traditional kind of western rpgs have got such a stranglehold on that now just need to buy Larian, and I think I've got pretty much all of the big ones. <laughs> oh my God, Larian would be such a catch. That, <laughs> that studio is so good at what it does mm -hmm. with the Dungeon Dragons style of games, uh, because basically they're going to build this great tree, like in the style of Dungeon Dragons 5, uh, 5th edition. Um, and then, yeah, also the uh, Divinity Original series that they mm -hmm. did before. Man, those games are a blast to play. Um, but yeah, I was just thinking about um, like Obsidian in that regard because they were in conflict um, with Bethesda for a long time because of what happened before with uh, Fallout New Vegas. There was like one point below the score that they need to get a bonus mm -hmm. for the game, so it was really shitty. 
um, back in the day. But yeah, I mean, now maybe they're getting more buddy-buddy again and we, we can see some awesome games. Maybe Avout will be better for it as well because that game is still getting developed and maybe we'll get some more inspiration from uh, other mm. uh, things now. So I, I think it's going to be great overall for gaming in the first place. And yeah, it's a little bit sad for PlayStation, but if you enjoy gaming, you're going to enjoy the games where you, where it doesn't matter what console it is. Like you're not going to show any allegiance or anything. You're just going to play where the games are. That's when you're a real gamer. So, one thing that uh, I I think is really cool about this is that Elder Scrolls Online was already in Game Pass. So I'm hoping with this kind of deal um, that Microsoft and Xbox would just say, "All right, let's give everybody in Game Pass Ultimate all the content for ESO." I mean, that would be awesome if they did something like that. I don't know if they would, because you know it's probably still up to. Bethesda in general, or Zenimax online, but if they did it, I would love it. Do you think it's a possibility, Asa? Do you know, that's um, that's been an interesting question about Game Pass for a long time. So all the games obviously come on it. That's great. Um, what happens with the DLC and the extra things that you normally pay for afterwards? And yeah, we've got Fallout 76 as well as the Elder Scrolls Online are good examples of that. Um, it would be wonderful if they just put all of that stuff that you'd normally subscribe for or normally pay as DLC and all the rest of it, all the expansions went on to Game Pass. To be honest, even if there was a, a, a kind of tear up on Game Pass, so you had to subscribe for that little bit more to get it all or something like that. I don't want to give them ideas, but yeah, it's, much, <laughs> it's, it's way preferable to buying that kind of it's content just, separately, isn't it? So. I do want to add on that because um, how Elder Scrolls Online works, they have a subscription model. Mm-hmm. And when you pay the subscription model, you get all the DLCs for free. So you can use them as long as you stay subscribed. So basically that means like maybe they're going to keep that model. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're going to change that in the, in the like uh, near future. I don't see like that changing overnight uh, for now because I, I think the Destiny deal that they worked out with all DLC going to Game Pass. So I, I think that's been in the works for a long time. I don't think that's a deal that also went on overnight. And because this is now a huge acquisition, there's going to be a lot happening in the coming year or years. Because this is going to take time to get this all rolling uh, with Game Pass, with everything that's going on. The, there's still a lot of details we don't know about, all the exclusives that's going to be in a going like um, what's going to be exclusive to Xbox and PC, what's going to Game Pass. Um, how is that going to be with like that loop that's still on PlayStation? Is that going later on to Game Pass or how does that work? We, there's still a lot we don't know about uh, some games. Yeah, and I think um, things got a whole lot more confusing when Pete Hines put his statement on as well, saying that um, Bethesda are still going to be effectively publishing their own games. So they'll be I don't know how much you can read into what he said because it was just a blog post. But he says that Bethesda will be publishing their games as well as developing them, despite being owned by Microsoft. So whether they've got some autonomy on publishing as well, it's so hard to read into and know what is a fact and what is a kind of slip of the tongue. But <laughs> I think basically, from what I understand about it, right? I think that Microsoft is just an overall uh, guy that says like... Um, like the overall company that says like this is what happens with the games like going to game pass going to pc going to other third party platforms but bethesda still develops them so i think microsoft has lost hand in what happens to them of course they're going to game uh, to xbox as well i mean that would be weird to a microsoft game just be like a new one right that's that not that's not come out yet uh, that isn't announced, they will all go to Xbox and PC. That's mm-hmm. for sure. But just the games that are worked on now that we know of, maybe Starfield has a PlayStation um, marketing deal that we don't know of. So that's maybe a game that still comes out to PlayStation. So I think it's more for being uh, a little bit like safe with, her, with the IPs because uh, it's not a Microsoft-like acquisition. Uh, they, they got Bethesda under their 
company now, but it's not like they, they just let them do their own thing. Yeah. I said in the CNN uh, report, like uh, in the interview that I. Yeah, but as far as I can see, all of these, all of these interviews and reports are just taken off of this one blog post quote, one line from Pete Hines that says um, Bethesda are going to be publishing their own. And you can, if you. <laughs> It's, a, it's like large businesses like Microsoft and Bethesda can be structured in strange ways and they could have a level of autonomy. So Bethesda could be allowed to kind of do what they want. They'll answer to Microsoft, but if it's going to have, if Pete Hines is, is not misspeaking, if they're going to publish these under the Bethesda label, things could get a little bit more confusing in future as to where they go. They might they might have more of a say in it than we realize. We don't really know the content, the uh, the contracts and the deals that are going on there, but for sure, they're coming to Microsoft's platforms and they're coming to Game Pass, which is the thing that matters here. So it's, you hear it's again to overlap topics a little bit, but the whole idea of um, of all of these deals for studios and games and things, meaning that other people might not get to play them, that's all a negative, and that's not what we want to hear anyway. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because I am thinking like, does this mean that the games overall will be? better with their um, in-game practices, like we have seen with Fallout 76. That game was a, a mess, a real mess from the beginning. Their practices also with the microtransactions and stuff. Um, I think that's going to be a little bit now more looked over uh, by Microsoft as well, because they still want to be like the good gracious for um, the gaming uh, community and uh, the gamers in general, like they're doing right now uh with all the games like i i think it's gonna be interesting what the future will hold for this yeah and that um that point of monetization and kind of microsoft's typical strategy they're obviously not shy of microtransactions and mm -hmm. um sticker packs cards whatever they were and, and rec packs in halo wasn't it i can't remember what they're called in gears of war so microsoft are not um shy of monetizing the service side of their games either but yeah but not to the extent that fallout 76 mm -hmm. was fallout 76 was a game where they made problems to solve them with microtransactions mm -hmm. so they made the wrong stuff up to actually sell a solution to you while they made the problem themselves mm -hmm. so uh, i don't think it's gonna go that far anymore like after a while I, I mean, it still it still takes time to oversee all this stuff, and um, yeah, it's going to be a lot more involved. And it, it's not from day one that's going to be smooth sailing, I think. But yeah, it's it's amazing. Like, do we have actually any idea when they are going to Game Pass? Uh, day and date, <laughs> Phil said. Yeah, but I mean, like the games like Dishonored, Wolfenstein, yeah. uh, that are not in there. Are they? But they doing... haven't mentioned the the previous catalog as to whether that's actually going on there at all. They've not confirmed. But um, the actual acquisition doesn't go ahead until some point next year. So it's all yeah, confirmed yeah, and done, but it needs to be vetted and all the rest of it. Yeah, it takes a while. Um, it would be nice if they came out today and said, and also you can play all of these ones right now. But <laughs> but maybe that's too much to ask. Maybe I should still be. Stop being so greedy. <laughs> yeah, and they've been talking for like two months already or something before this went down, uh, the news that we have today. Um, so that's also something we have to keep in mind. So yeah, it, it's about a long time. Um, we're not going to see changes like tomorrow. That's mm -hmm. what I'm going to see. Um, and also yeah. think about it, guys. Um, Game Pass has been growing f for such a enormous like amount in such a short time now we're at 15 million the last time there was mentioned was 10 million in april so four months later we're five million extra users on game pass ultimate which is insane just saying nice no, it certainly is and uh See what happens to that number tomorrow when these new consoles go on pre-order with xbox all access including game pass as well so yeah, you know, I think this is like the perfect time, though, for Microsoft to drop this. I mean, deals like this take time. Uh, I imagine even longer than two months has probably been in the talks with all the lawyers and the legal stuff and the financial papers and all that. But 
I imagine that they wait it right now to drop this news just because of the pre-orders going live tomorrow and the fact that not only all, all the future stuffs come day and date to Game Pass, but they can get you into next gen for as little as two ninety nine, or you can buy into the all access if you can't afford the two ninety nine up front and pay so much monthly in, in certain um, countries. So. I think this is kind of like a huge thing for them and if this news gets out to the right people like the parents and the casual gamers which is probably why phil went on live national tv it says something to those people hey you know my kids or i could play more games for a cheaper monthly subscription and i don't have to pay this you know the 70 us dollars or the 80 euros per per title coming out next gen so i, I think it's like the timing is just perfect for this. And I think that, you know, um, the one thing I still am curious about, though, Asa, is if they're really going to make anything exclusive. Because the way that Phil talked on national TV, it's sort of confusing. He probably can't say too much right now just because I know how their PR is at Microsoft. So, But he, what he said was that all the current deals for cross-platform is basically still going to go through, like, you know, Deathloop on PlayStation, all that stuff's still going to happen. But he said that future games will be Xbox and Windows 10. But he didn't use the word exclusive in those sentences. But he just said future games will be Xbox and Windows 10. So it could be taken either way, that it could be exclusive, could be timed exclusive, or it could be Microsoft's just going to allow everything cross-platform anyway and rake in the most money possible. Do you know, I think he actually went um, slightly further than that at some point. I think he did specifically say, so yeah, Xbox and PC, but case by case, they'll look at other consoles. So I don't think he even actually denied wholly that... Um, that some of these massive IPs could still come to other consoles. He also didn't confirm that they are. So, like you say, I think uh, their hands are tied on what they can and can't say at the moment. Uh, we have a question in the chat from uh, Squishy. Um, Squishy Hero on Twitter, or I'm sorry, on Twitch, says, were you guys surprised to find this out? Did you expect Microsoft to buy a big company? Uh, Asa, since you're the guest... Since I'm the, well, you know, Game On Daily were trying to acquire Zenimax for 7.4 billion, and it was only today that I found out that uh, actually Microsoft has swooped in and cut us off at just like just above, just, just pipped it for 7.5 billion. So yeah, massive surprise at Game On Daily. <laughs> That's obviously a lie. I'm just making that up. Yeah, nobody. There wasn't a hint of a leak. Nobody put anything together. I've not seen anyone even come forwards and say, "I told you so," or "I once." tweeted this or commented it on a forum i knew it was going to happen honest nobody's whispered a word it's a massive surprise yeah uh, for me as well i was totally surprised when you uh, when we called earlier clowns uh, during the day to discuss what we're going to do this evening and then you just dropped the ball to me like hey we got huge announcement like we and then i was like hey we have to cover this like this evening we have to do a show uh because i i think it's something that no one expected ali i mean the the highest thing we expected is like bungie going to microsoft which is something we still don't know if that's happening but uh, not an entire company that's like also a billion dollar um like different franchises and stuff no no i don't think no one expected this at all um this is insane. Least of all, Sony. <laughs> yes. Maybe, maybe they had caught wind, but <laughs> yeah, it's I, I I don't see like Sony can never do this. Of course, I mean they don't have the capital for it. Uh, but yeah, we always wanted uh, Microsoft to have more games, so I guess we're in the right direction. <laughs> see. I, I mean, we all heard rumors for a long time, um, and even um, Jeff Grubb alluded to that, you know, there's something big in the works. Uh, he didn't know specifically or couldn't allude to specifically. And everybody kept thinking for the longest time that it was Bungie. Everybody kept thinking, you know, this has got to be a Bungie thing. And then Bungie came out and they're like, no, uh, it's not us. 
Um, and then we were just hit with this news basically today. And like you said, Asa, Microsoft somehow kept this quiet. Um, the first article I seen was from Jez Gordon at Windows Central. So I'm not sure if maybe they tipped off Windows Central first today before anybody else. Or if they, I'm not sure if they got their source from anyone else. But then I saw Jez say something uh, to Microsoft saying, I can't take any more news right now. And I've heard that there's still rumors out there that, you know, something else may happen. But not for sure. Nobody knows what. But Jez said to them, he can't take any more news right now. And and Chris replied, well, don't worry. That's it for today. Like, he used the word today. So, does that? do you guys think that something else may be coming? Is Microsoft done? <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't read too much into, into that. And that's just part of uh, Microsoft being bullish because they know that this is massive news. Um, yeah. I also wouldn't say that they're, they're done. So... I mean, when you, it had been said in the run-up to this that they, they are still looking to acquire studios, as people in the chat are saying. There were rumors about Sega. We've had EA, obviously, Warner Brothers and Bungie. And I'd, I'd be surprised if that's the last of it, but uh, we might we might have a little bit of breathing space. They might not announce another one tomorrow. <laughs> I I actually think we, we shouldn't, like, get an announcement to, like, after the consoles launch. I think we should now focus more on the consoles uh the marketing for the consoles because we still don't know too much about them uh there's still some things we need to know especially more about the playstation with like the backwards compatibility we don't know all the stuff uh so i think we should they should focus on that for now and now we have the huge news of this going on that's going to go into fruition somewhere at the end of the year maybe beginning next year um, I think we should focus more on the consoles for now and, and let that other news uh, just slip by for a minute. <laughs> that just hold it off. <laughs> we have enough. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, everybody agrees with uh, Hero in the chat that Bethesda and Game Pass is a dangerous combo. I, I, you know, I think a lot of people are going to be happy about that. There's so many people that are going to be happy about that, especially with the next Elder Scrolls being day and date in Game Pass. I mean, that's a huge get for Microsoft. I mean, I'm not sure how far away in development that game is. Could be another two, three years or six years, yeah, but no. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the so Devil's Advocate, and this, I'm not stating my opinion here particularly, but um, the the one thing that people label as a concern when uh, when you talk about Game Pass is that it's going to mean um, smaller games or rushed games that aren't finished or um, they're not going to have these big budgets, which is why Sony say that they can't do a Game Pass-like service because you just can't sustain that with massive budgets. And that's one thing that you would say when you look at the matchup of Bethesda and Game Pass. Bethesda games are big. Are they still going to have that freedom? Are they still going to be just as big? I, um, for me, yes. But Devil's Advocate, that's an interesting discussion point. <laughs> I, I think, for me personally... It needs the smaller games as well. So you have a couple of offset studios, like um, um, Obsidian was working on two different projects, like one small title and one bigger title. We have Avowed and uh, the other game I forgot, but it was like a small title, right? Um, Grounded. Grounded, right. so yeah, that that's maybe like an option that they offset l- a little bit of the studio to a small title and they just work a little bit longer on the on the longer titles. But then we have like also games from other um, companies that go into Game Pass. So it's not only from the from the first party studios and all the studios that are inside Microsoft. Um, so it's also from outside. So. I, I don't think it's a problem at all. I, I don't think that Bethesda is going to limit their scope for the games because they're now going to Game Pass as well. Yeah, and I think the key one that you said there was Avowed. So you just need to look at, obviously we haven't seen much of it yet, but games like Avowed and Fable, you don't look at titles like that and say that actually Microsoft are limiting budgets and keeping these things small. So actually I, I would say we've seen ample evidence that yeah, Microsoft is still willing to do big games and uh, Bethesda can carry on with their usual usual kind of scope of project. Yeah, and we still haven't heard anything about the initiative, the mm-hmm. quadruple A uh, studio. Why so, stop at four? 
That's maybe something I do want to hear before the consoles launch. Like, I want to hear what they are working on. We have heard enough rumors. Uh, it's time we get an announcement or something. Uh, like a trailer, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, do you know, may maybe they're in the same boat as all these other developers that aren't really showing us their gameplay on the Series X yet. So maybe maybe the initiative have something ready to go as soon as whatever this holdup is clears out the way. I don't know. That's an interesting point. Uh, hopefully we do get to see more gameplay on the X for sure. I mean, it's the pre-orders are coming tomorrow, whether we see the gameplay or not. And most of us are probably going to go out and pre-order one. I'm like Flamish who pre-ordered his months ago somehow. <laughs> no, no, not months ago. I did it like when the showcase started. Um, but game, game Mania is a little bit different. They can just like put you on the waiting list for the pre-order. And when they... Uh, can get like a hold of how many they're gonna get. They just put up the pre-orders. You can uh, put down your 50 euros, um, and you're on the you're on the list. So I'm like a number 24 of the 27 uh, Xbox Series X pre-orders, um, and then we got like 250 PlayStation 5s uh, pre-orders. So it's a huge gap. <laughs> But that was before this news, so maybe it's going to change. I'm not sure. Like, people are saying Microsoft won the generation already. Um, I don't think that's even fair to say. Like, this doesn't mean uh, they won at all. But I, I'm not really about console wars in general. So it doesn't, like, I don't feel anything with it uh, in the first place. Um, so Think, can I just? I'm going to ask clowns a question if that's okay. And that's not my place to ask my host a question, but that, uh, that's all right. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Um, what do you think from the of this deal from the PlayStation players' perspective? Is it kicking the teeth? Is it a negative? A Microsoft evil for the PlayStation player? Uh, you know, I think for the hardcore PlayStation fans, the ones that can be a little toxic, I think absolutely. I think they're probably sitting there spilling out salt right now, crying, being like, this ain't fair. I hope I get to play Doom. I hope I get to play the next Fallout. You know, probably think of the worst case scenario that Phil's going to pull a Sony and not allow exclusives onto their platform, which I, I don't think so, Asa. I'm a, in your camp on this. I think that Phil is going to go ahead and allow cross-platform anyway. But I'm sure that's what they're thinking, worst case scenario. They're probably so angry, like punching the wall. There's holes in their walls right now and whatnot. Um, but I think for the, not the toxic PlayStation fans, but I think just for the regular hardcore gamers on PlayStation, I think they kind of probably feel a little insulted by Sony. Because first off, Sony misled everybody with the generation talk. You know, and they and I was on your show, and they didn't even drop the news about the PS4 versions until after the show, and they did it through like influencers on Twitter, and then Sony came out and made official statements. So all these PlayStation fans that rushed out to pre-order immediately at GameStop, soon they heard the news, didn't get to hear the fact that some of these titles are going to PS4. So they already plopped their money down, bought their PlayStation fives, felt insulted by Sony. Then there was others who couldn't even get their pre-order in because Sony lied about telling people, hey, we're going to give you advance notice. And no, they did not give advance notice. Uh, I, I got confirmation from a GameStop manager. A lot of people were going to tell me, no, Clouds, you're wrong. No, I got confirmation from a GameStop manager at my local GameStop that Sony Corporate was on the phone with GameStop Corporate right before 7 p.m. with different store managers. And Sony said, go ahead, drop the pre-orders now before Xbox. So... There's a lot of upset PlayStation fans who couldn't even get a PS5 console. And now they hear this news today. Xbox is ramping up. Xbox is being bullish. Xbox is going out and trying to get exclusive or exclusive content for their services. And they're probably thinking, well, if I couldn't get a PS5 and Sony pissed me off, I'm not as well just go for Series X at this point. At least, X, at least Microsoft told me when I could line up at the store. So, yeah, I, th I think that there's going to be a lot of upset fans. I think there's going to be people switching to Xbox because of this. Um, and they might still get a PlayStation 5 later down the line, but I think it's going to be their second platform at that point. Because once you're sucked into the Xbox ecosystem, it's a huge ecosystem. 
And I mean, I've been on that ecosystem for so many years now. And in my library with all the backwards compatible stuff, I have, I think, upwards of like 600 games digitally. So I am not going to choose any other place to play, you know, as a, as a main platform. I'm going to stick to my Xbox. And I think future generations are going to go that way too, go digital. And they're going to see all their titles across the Xbox ecosystem and never want to switch once they get there. PlayStation... This generation talk, uh, the PlayStation Plus collection with selected PS4 titles, uh, we don't even know what their backwards compatibility is going to be like. They haven't even come out and officially made statements. Um, so I think that Microsoft's going to be the safe place for everybody. Asa, uh, I'm going to flip that question to you now. With everything that Sony's done uh, on their event, all their 180s, all their uh, misleading statements, uh intentionally waiting till after the show to drop some news how do you think playstation fans are going to feel right now uh the ones that could and couldn't get a console and now they're looking at this xbox news with their mouth wide open what do you think they're feeling <laughs> and what were they feeling when they saw the final fantasy 16 news the other day um how do those two feelings marry up i don't i don't i, I like um so we had a, a on the Game on Daily show on Saturday, we had a conversation about the difference when Microsoft are acquiring things, studios, games, whatever it may be, and when Sony are. And there's the perception for me is that um, when Sony, and we'll use Final Fantasy 16 as an example because it's, it's just very current and it makes a lot of sense. Um, when Sony acquire an exclusive, it feels bad because all they're really doing at Final Fantasy 16 was already coming to PlayStation. So Sony are just paying loads of money to say, don't let those over there play it. I don't want them to play it. When Microsoft drop this money on a studio or a game or whatever it may be, it feels like they're saying, I want as many people as possible to play it, and they can have it on Game Pass. So it's positive for the individual at the end of it. There's a whole load of Bethesda games now that I don't need to pay for. Final Fantasy 16, I have to pay at probably at least 70 quid for, and I would have had to do that anyway if Sony weren't throwing that money around. So... It's an interesting one. That doesn't really answer your question about how the PlayStation fans will feel. And I imagine if you are that kind of diehard fan that wants to stick to the one console and wants Xbox to burn or whatever else, um, <laughs> then you're probably having a pretty bad day today. <laughs> For the rest of us, I think it's good news. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of people that's like having a bad day. Um and I think Phil just ended the console war in general because if if indeed if he does allow this stuff cross-platform, what war is there to really fight anymore? Sony's talking to buy one or two exclusives, and Xbox is going to keep coming in buy more studios so they can't do that. I feel like in a way maybe that's what Phil was trying to do, saying, "Hey, we're not going to let Sony make exclusive crap anymore." Flemish, what do you think? Yeah, first of all, that's what Jay said as well. Like uh, graphic god, he said as well. Like. Um... Uh, he heard. He, he said it's from a manager at the source that um, that fills big movies to end the console wars and um, if they take up all, like all the all the IPs and all the big companies, <laughs> Sony can buy them anymore. Sony can't make a console wars because um, I, I feel they're mostly like instigating uh, it um, also with the media. In the background because they are also going around like uh, spewing uh, hate and um, like bullshit stories I would say in my opinion that's why we do this show at clowns uh, yeah. so I made um, my, my bold prediction on um, Twitter today and I'm sure some people will disagree with this mm -hmm. and that's fine um, that's going out on a limb I think at some point in the next five years Microsoft will end the console wars by saying our games are coming to PlayStation now, not just Bethesda. I think Microsoft will publish their games on PlayStation and that will be the console wars over. And those PlayStation-only fans that have been hoping for Xbox to die will celebrate saying, yes, we won the console war. But the fact of the matter will be that that will be Microsoft winning the console war. There won't be a console war anymore. Microsoft would have moved it onto services and they'll be dominating. That is what I think is going to happen over the next five years. And we can look back on this in five years' time and laugh at me for being so wrong, or I can gloat and say, yeah, that was, that was quite a bold prediction, but there we go, it happened. 
These no, are... actually, I actually see it happening as well. Like I see that happening right now. Like Microsoft is growing so fast, even more than they did before. Um, with like all this Game Pass stuff, like uh, it's gonna be huge everywhere in the world, especially now that the games are getting more expensive overall. Um, it's getting more incentive to get into Game Pass and having all those games. And Microsoft, like Phil, is always someone. He's a gamer in the first place. He likes to play games, and he doesn't like that games getting shut off from one platform. Um, that a gamer can't play a game where he wants it to play. So he wants it to be played everywhere. So that's something I think Phil is really like going for. And this is just a step into his big plan. Like we don't know exactly what his big plan is, but th this is just one step closer to everywhere you can go, you will be able to play all the games. Well, um, you know, that's something I wanted to go on and talk about. Asa also said, and, and Flemish, you agreed, is that this is kind of going like the services route in the future. This is a big buildup for a, a huge service ecosystem. Now, we see Microsoft acquiring a massive, a massive branch of studios with the ZeniMax purchase. And when you look at other services like Stadia and Amazon, at this point, if Microsoft keeps buying off studios and Sony's acquired their own studios, uh, Amazon and Google really don't have the prime of the pick anymore because there's not so many out there as big as what's already been acquired. So Google and Amazon, if they want games, they're either going to have to beg Nintendo, which will never let their IPs go anywhere, beg Sony, who's probably going to say no, and then come to Microsoft and Phil's going to be like, well, we are a service-based company. Let's make a deal. And then I, you know, I think that's what it's building up for because everybody's going to have to eventually come to Phil and Xbox Game Studios and be like, can your games please come to our platform? We need games on our services. And that's where Phil's going to say, okay, well, here's a subscription model. Your people, uh, your users, your gamers can buy into our subscription services and they'll be able to enjoy our games, our achievements, our, you know, our um, Xbox Live system. And I, th I think that's a huge setup for that. And I think in the long run that at this point, Sony is going to have to do the same thing outside of their first party studios. They want content. I mean... ZeniMax is a huge content producer. I mean, we got like Dishonored, we got Fallout, we got Elder Scrolls, we got Elder Scrolls Online. That's a lot of games right there. I mean, these are huge games. They're not like, you know, small little indies. I mean, this is a massive deal. And this shuts everybody up who said, oh, Game Pass is just going to be indies. Game Pass is going to be the small studios. Game Pass is going to die out. Game Pass is going to amount to nothing. Who wants to play indies? You know, now we see these are like triple A budgets, triple A games. It's huge. Do you, do you feel that way, Asa? Do you think that it could be headed that way too? I, I do. Yeah, that's exactly. And I think, um, like I say, I still, you, you've taken some of the, the wind out of my bold prediction now because now it's a shared prediction. But yeah, that's where, that's where I think it's going. And uh It'll be a big day, and it'll be interesting to see how how people respond, how people receive it. I don't think um, I don't think Microsoft are gonna make those moves right now because I think they're very aware of just how quickly a negative narrative can spread across the internet, and there is a risk of a negative negative perception in uh, in these things happening. So I think they're gonna let their their series consoles get nice and established before they make these moves. But I do think they're coming. Do you think? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Flemish. Oh no, no, I just <laughs> ask you a question. <laughs> uh, do you think that, you know, and this is kind of, this is probably even a bolder prediction. And if we're wrong, we could get eggs on our faces later, Asa. So <laughs> do you think that this could lead to a point where Microsoft would exit the hardware end of the business and stick to services since you could put services on any device? It's an interesting one, isn't it? I'm, I'm, going with no um on account of the fact that they are still making surface pros and things like that which is again windows is effectively their service and they sell services in that space they make good hardware as an appealing way into that ecosystem and i don't see that um the xboxes are going to lose value in that sense especially with things like all access and stuff like that it's um 
it's the console is still the key to the living room for them um, until streaming gets to a level that it's it's going to work for everyone without issue just because there's going to be need for that hardware in that living room so what my prediction is about that right like let's say in 10 years we will buy this little box and we have the xcloud um system that is like really uh well done and the internet is like uncapped we have like no internet caps anymore like almost everywhere in the world because it's still a problem with with like some regions where you have like the data caps where you cannot like um, download a lot of games or they're really slow to uh, download because it's not a good data cap in the first place or um, yeah so we will just buy this little box and it's gonna cost you almost next to nothing it's not gonna cost you like a whole new console and everything will be streamed like you will not buy a huge console anymore like uh, an Xbox Series X or a uh, PlayStation 5 um, they they did something back in the day with those steam boxes that's like an early version that i see like uh that you put next to your tv you can actually play in your uh on your big tv with like the steam control back in the day but that didn't fly off but i think something like that will happen in the future like 10 years from now or something like that uh, where we don't have to buy an expensive console and just everything will be streamable um, when internet gets better for everyone that's why i think i see this so, going. i i don't disagree with you and it will be an option and it, i mean you could argue that it's becoming an option now they just um mm -hmm. stick x cloud on a samsung tv or whatever and you've got that option but it's an option that's going to grow in popularity over particularly over the next 10 years when internet infrastructure grows and all the rest of it but i don't think in that time frame local hardware is going to go away completely just as with Blu-rays and ultra high definition Blu-rays and all the rest of it, they still exist for the people that want the pinnacle of experience. Yeah. So the majority are happy with Netflix, but some people aren't. Some people still want pristine image quality and you get that from a disc. I think um, we'll get to a point, we'll get to a tipping point where, yeah, streaming services might overtake consoles and they might become less important, but they still exist for people like me that don't want compression artifacts on their screen. Also, also, what I was thinking about, like um, gaming in general and like Game Pass and all this going on, this also kills somewhere the secondhand market because if all those games go into Game Pass, like these are huge games going to Game Pass, there will be not so many physical games sold. So no, I mean you're right, absolutely. So this is also killing the the physical games um like it's not gonna kill them they will always be there for some people but it will almost effectively uh make gamestop and game mania still a little bit like less valuable and they will have struggles over the next i see they i see they becoming like a dying breed overall like a blockbuster back in the day and all those uh rental places uh, where we rent our videotapes and stuff. Like, I still remember that. <laughs> um, I, I see that going away someday. Yeah, you know, so it's been a, a little while since I've, I've been out to town. But last time I did go to the um, to this game in the UK, as I recall, of GameStop and Game Mania and all the rest of it. Um, but they've already transformed in their attempts to survive this transition to digital. Um, you go in there now, it used to be there's just, just games wall-to-wall. -wall. You look at the games that you wanted, there's a big second-hand section where they make most of their money and all the rest of it. You go in there now, and it's mostly posters and statues and controllers. So it's already transitioned to the things that you can't get digitally in their effort to survive. But, yeah, it's going to get harder and harder for them. Yeah, it's, it's a not... very good, good point. I'm sorry, go ahead, Asa. It's, it's not something to celebrate in, in their sense, but it is inevitable. I don't think um, I don't think there's much fighting that, really. So. I mean, we've seen it with all sorts of media. It's not only gaming, it's P CDs. Um, there's not so many CDs sold anymore because everything is online with like uh, Spotify being the biggest one. Um, so I, I think everything will become more digitally. And this is just one step closer to having like everything digital in gaming. So it's getting bigger like every year. So I, I, I 
I see this as becoming a dying stuff like um, in the near future. And then we have like maybe the uh, like collector's editions will not um, like have a game anymore in them, like just a download code and you will not see disc anymore because some uh, games, collector's editions will not actually have a disc anymore on the Xbox side. I think uh, the Far Cry uh, 6 one, right? Yeah, I think in the UK, I think the UK versions are supposed to be a digital code, if I read that correctly. So that's one of the things that I think is going to happen. We will still have uh, our our physical stuff, but without a real disc. Um, I I think something like that is going to happen more over time with this going on. Um, I was going to say when Asa mentioned about the, the game stops of the world and the game manias, I, I agree with you because I mean, their stocks have been plummeting actually because digital sales are starting to take off and they're trying to make money in extra areas with Funko Pops, uh, posters, keychains, board games, t-shirts, like all this ridiculous stuff that I would have never thought my GameStop would sell is in there. And it's like wall to wall. Sometimes I can't even walk around with a bumping into like a Funko Pop falling off the table or something. Um, it, it's insane. And then also at the on top of that, it drives the prices of these games down on trade-in because everybody's just going to play them digitally. And it's a real big loss for them. As of right now, um, a, a GameStop's closing 300 more stores. Uh, on top of that, they're always doing the buy two, get one, or buy two, get two free on the pre-owned video games because they can't sell them anymore. Because, I mean, people just buy stuff digitally. Um, so I've actually been picking up on my retro collection and buying a lot of this stuff while it's cheap. Because I know once GameStop goes away permanently and these secondhand sellers on Amazon, they're going to jack the prices up on retro games once it starts being a huge collection again for people with like Super Nintendo, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah. uh, Indie Gamers has physical is doomed. Uh, let's see. <sighs> They say something about your background clouds, like your background looks like game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, see, I kept like, my GameStop in business with all those Funko Pops in the background. Yeah, it's weird we don't see the customers, though. <laughs> no. No. So, do you think that this is going to be any problems for PS Now? Do you think that X- Xbox could, in fact, say... No, we're taking, you know, we're going to take the Bethesda and Zenimax games out of PS9. Well, you're never going to have them, but we'll allow them on your platform at full retail price or digital price. Do you think that's a possibility, Asa? Oh, that is a question. Um, I guess I, I don't think Microsoft are ever close to doing business with anyone. So I think if Sony wanted to pay sufficient money to get any of these games onto PS Now, assuming that they have PlayStation releases down the line, or you're talking about the back catalog. I don't think they'd necessarily turn it down if the deal was right, but I'm not sure that Sony will have any appetite to make that deal anyway. So I don't think we'll be seeing them. Yeah, I agree. Like Sony doesn't have the funds to, and the infrastructure like uh, Microsoft has to bring something like this. Um, They they just can't. It's not possible. (laughs) In terms of, uh, I mean, PlayStation now is not, a complete joke of a service. Obviously, the, the streaming is mm, 720p stereo sound. I'm not. I'm not a fan of it as a streaming service, but it does have its downloadable things as well. And there are some big games on there. For like um, Control is on there. It's the biggest one that I can think of. So it's not that Sony have no appetite for putting games on that service at all. But at this moment in time, they're not. They're not being as aggressive as Microsoft in that space. And I don't think. Um, uh, I think there's still avenues they could explore beyond like talking to Microsoft about Bethesda games if they do want to to beef up that service at all. No. But it's I don't think um, if, if Sony come knocking on Sony's uh, on Microsoft's door, I don't think they're going to turn them away and say, we don't do business with you. As we've seen with the Azure partnership that they've got, Microsoft will work with Sony, and so they're not they're not bitter rivals in a, on a personal level. If Sony come knocking, Microsoft will talk to them. I mean, that's true. Microsoft At the end of the day, Microsoft doesn't want to put Sony out of business because Sony gives them business on the Azure service. So, I mean, that's... 100% truth right there, whether fanboys realize it or not. I mean, you always hear arguments, oh, Sony's going to put Microsoft, Xbox out of business, Xbox is going down, it's going to die. It's not, because not only is it a huge ecosystem, they sell services 
to their competitors. I mean, almost as the sense that Google sells web service and so does Amazon. Yes, that's totally correct. Any <laughs> questions in the chat, feel free to drop them. Um, Flemish, any other comments that you want to say? Um, about that, I think Asa said it all. Um, I wanted to chime in, but they actually uh, went to the point that I wanted to, to go to at the end. So, um, yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, it's how it is. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Asa, any other points you want to make? On topics, no. Um... Obviously, it sounds like we're, we're rounding off, so I, can't, I will make a point of, of thanking you for inviting me onto this. So this has been great for me. Um, I think you know I do quite a lot. When we do these Saturday Game on Daily shows, they are a busy time for me. Um, there's always this, this pressure to keep things running live, so to be able to put my feet up and let you do all the work, it's been, it's been nice. So thanks for the invitation. Absolutely. And I do love your Game of Thrones chair that you got there. I, I got to get one myself one day. Instead, I got this mini retail store in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I got my beautiful secret labs uh, behind me, uh, which I hold dearly. Um, and also, uh, by the way, you just, uh, Isa, your uh, your website just released a, a video about Phil Spencer as well. So, it uh, did, yeah. That's um, so. Uh, anybody watching that doesn't know, so Game on Daily is a uh, is gaming website with with various arms and various things that we do. Um, so for the people that are really into gaming news and follow it re religiously and just want every little detail there's a website go there check it out get all the news the people that um don't have time for that for whatever reason we've also got quite a lot of content we stick on twitch and um sorry on um twitter and um and our youtube channel and the video that flemish is talking about is one that, that gaz has been working on for a little while um and you'll notice if you listen to it uh massive voice change when he starts talking about Bethesda because that caught him off guard today. Um, he's been working on this video and it is a good video. It's worth a watch. It's just uh, a little commentary and celebration of the way that um, Phil Spencer has transformed Xbox since he took over there. Yeah. So yeah, take a little look at that on the channel. It's a, a good watch. So I put it down in the, in the chat so you can find that video over there and you can find the website gameondaily.com where Thank the that's always where we get our news um, Absolutely. for uh, our shows, which is always amazing, compact into one website from multiple websites together, uh, which is always handy. And uh, yeah, we always like to uh, say that. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, it's the best game and news aggregation website there is out there. It's the most friendliest community, very positive community, and it supports multiple viewpoints and it's very neutral. It's not one-sided. It's not unfair moderation. It's very fair across the board. Um, and that's why I love you guys over there. I mean, you guys are amazing. Yes. do a fantastic job. And more people should use your site because it is the best one out there for that type of service. I'll say that. Um, Thank you. We do have two questions in the chat. Uh, Hero says, do you guys think Microsoft will ever buy Sega? <laughs> oh, still going with Sega. No, I don't think so. Wow, I wouldn't totally rule it out. I kind of hope so. So Sega's an interesting one. I, I, I have a long-term love of Sega. Um, played through all of their consoles. I'm one of those few Saturn owners. Um, and they've struggled. They've recovered over recent years. But I think, actually, of all the people that you kind of tout as potential purchases, Sega would really benefit from it. And Microsoft has started flirting with them, and you've got the Yakuza games coming across, and you've got Fantasy Star 2 coming across to the West and things like that. So they're obviously opening opening a dialogue there. It would be wonderful if they got Sega. And that's not, mm -hmm. um, again, like everything else, I don't, I don't want them to get it for the sake of excluding PlayStation fans or winning a console war or anything like that. I just want to see more Sega games. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I do like the Yakuza series. That's one of my favorite gaming series out there on the on the platform of Sony. And I would really like to see them join Xbox Game Studios. I mean, it's I, I just think with the support that Xbox Game Studios could bring to them financially, it could open up the doors for more possibilities for that franchise. I mean, maybe we'll even see like movie spinoffs or TV series spinoffs. I mean, just something extra outside of just a platform. 
I mean, that's... Know, it's, it's an interesting one as well because there's actually there's a, a real strong history between Sega and Microsoft that people might not necessarily be aware of. So Microsoft wrote the operating system for the Dreamcast, and it was the demise of the Dreamcast that pretty much spawned the Xbox. So there's this um, intertwined history between the two that doesn't get spoken about very much, but they've been working together for a very long time. Uh, so there's obviously some good contacts in there. Um, yeah, but yeah, I've certainly not heard of anything uh, actually happening at the moment. Would love to see it if it did. Interesting. I didn't know that. So that's cool. Uh, you learn something every day, they say. So <laughs> one day I'll learn how to say your name, Gregory Goyverts. Um <laughs> Blackbird says, just got here. Do you think we could get crossover games like Halo and Doom together? Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> How they would do it, I don't know. But that would be so amazing if they could. Like maybe a skin inside Doom from from, from the Master Chief himself, like as a Doom guy. Oh, that would be so great. But I, I don't see I I don't think maybe with Doom and Halo together, but maybe other stuff. Um that could be matched together. But I don't see Halo and Doom together, no. Crossovers are an interesting one because um, if they're done right, they're great fun. And if they're done wrong, they just yeah. break both universes at once. So <laughs> we'll see. Uh, it's obviously, they're, they're building up their, their portfolio of IP. So maybe we'll see a Smash Brothers like Master Chief versus the Doom Slayer. <laughs> um, Daz says Saturn, baby. <laughs> UK Daz. Yeah, he's from the UK too, Asa. Yeah. He I likes beans. He, he likes beans and toast. He's a huge fan of beans and toast. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, speaking of that UK dish, I did I did make an Americanized version of it, Asa, and I posted a video out there. I used Dr oh, Pepper no. beans. Dr Pepper beans. What are they? What yeah, are Dr Pepper beans? It's it's beans flavored with Dr Pepper. That they make they, <laughs> they sell them in America under the company called Ser a serious bean company, and they also make a buffalo sauce chicken bean flavor. I try that. That was not good on beans with toast. I will tell you right now, never try that on beans and toast, man. It is just not good. But the Dr Pepper beans, oh yeah, they they are savory. Um, <laughs> black. <laughs> Blackbird says, do you think there will be exclusive content in games like Starfield and ES6? I hope not. Really hope not. <sighs> Blamish? Exclusive content. I mean, Phil doesn't like that in the first place. Uh, there will be nothing like PlayStation is doing with like uh, Avengers. Uh, that's something that PlayStation does, but I, Phil doesn't like that at all. I think there's many developers as well that don't like that stuff because there's a lot of backlash always. People just hate it overall. It's good for the company that does it, like they get more sales and stuff like PlayStation sometimes does. Um, oh, we got the new... I reckon, I reckon um, in terms of exclusive content, we'll probably get a Doom Slayer Sea of Thieves ship. <laughs> you know, sea of Thieves oh, the crossovers. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I'm not against that at all, though. Asa, I like Sea of Thieves. I, I know it's not for everybody, but some of the like skins that they put, like the Battletoads ship set, was awesome. I mean, oh, it really makes. One. Yeah, I mean, feel like Ori, sure, but the Battletoads one, Ace of the Bat, <laughs> that was like Battletoads. <laughs> Like Xbox four four eight. Um, yeah, that's fine. Like Sea of Thieves is a good fit for it. So yeah, have all the fun they like with that. But um, the the question about whether we'll see exclusive content in Elder Scrolls Six and games like that, as in excluding PlayStation gamers, I'm assuming. I hope not. That's that's my answer. I don't think we will either. But yeah. No, I don't think so. I, that's not Phil's mantra at all. That's not what uh, Phil and uh, that, that's also what he always said that like he doesn't want to exclude gamers from other platforms um like he doesn't he, he does want everyone to play everything right no so i don't think that's something that phil embodies and something that phil wants in the the end like to keep keep something like from a game like a, a separate piece exclusive um no i i feel that's something that sony will keep doing 
<laughs> for the sad part for me personally i i think they keep it will keep doing that because that's one of the things how they survive um with, with their with the games like getting more sales and getting more console sales because that's what they're going for more console sales and and now changing everyone from playstation 4 to playstation 5 as well um so i i think yeah it, it's only something for playstation um well before we get out of here i know i'm gonna let everybody do outros but i just want to say this to everybody out there game on daily is the place that you want to go for your news it's got the best news out there got the they have an awesome awesome podcast as well that asa puts together uh every saturday right asa mm -hmm. every saturday eight o'clock british time it is a beautiful form podcast. There's a lot of work that goes into that, and it is a beautiful podcast. Everybody here, you guys should check it out. Very awesome, neutral talk. Um, it's just a great show. Uh, Asa, go ahead and uh, let everybody know where they can find you. You've done all the work for me there. Um, so me personally, I'm Asa underscore Game One Daily on every platform you can think of, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, um, PlayStation, Xbox, all of them. Um, but yeah, the one to the one to follow is Game on Daily. So it's Game on underscore Daily on um, Twitter um, or GameOnDaily.com for the website. Take a look at it. There's some good content there. The best content, in my opinion, Acer. Thank you very much. That, that's also the reason why we picked it in the first place. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so, where can they find you, Flemish? Yeah, oh, so for me, you can find me on this channel, of course, um, like every... Um, burpee like, Spice? Yeah, Burpee Spice, of course. Like when you subscribe uh, to the channel, you will see my my uh, my beautiful Burpee Spice uh, burp <laughs> over there. Uh, but yeah, you can find me on my own channel, Flemish, uh, where I do a Sunday show. I sometimes stream my uh, some games. I also uh, just did another stream uh, of Hades and uh, Bullets Per Minute uh, before this show. And I'll probably do that every week, uh, like a couple of hours, just streaming some games that came out or uh, are very interesting. Um, like I have a request to do the Ori uh, playthrough of Ori, uh, The Blind Forest and Ori and uh, Will of the Wisp. So it's going to be interesting. And then, yeah, we have this new show. Uh, called uh, 4GQ TV um, news, <laughs> um, and yeah, we're, we're still like we're we're thinking about changing a few hours and dates, um, like in the middle of the week, because now we're like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and we're thinking of maybe sp splitting it up a little bit more, so we don't have like three days off to each other. And maybe do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday or Saturday. We're, we're still thinking about it, but for now, it's on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And this was an extra one because of the big news that hit today. We want to bring some extra news to you guys. So I hope you appreciate it in the first place. And uh, yeah, we'll keep bringing it to you. So, uh, last. <laughs> yep. Um... I was just saying bye to crazy Greek dude in the chat. His phone's at 2%. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you to the heroes who came out, Squishy and Determined, uh, Daz, everybody else in the chat, Invader, Indie Gamer. Um, you guys rock, and we appreciate your support 100%. Um, you guys can see me below at Italian Clowns on Twitter, almost everything else as well, 4GQTV. Uh, news Wednesday through Friday, and then for uh, Guys with Quarters podcast, which is on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Primetime Game with Boomstick and Friends on Mondays tonight at 8 p.m. and then Gaming Beyond the Box on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. with Wilmy Hood and all the crew over there, like HR Bomber, Leo, uh, Fork Boy. It's just an amazing time, a lot of fun that happens over there. Um, yeah, so catch us next time. See you guys later. Yeah, see you later, guys. Thanks, everyone.